everybody, and welcome back to the latest installment of the One Piece Book Club. I am your host, Justin LJ90 on Twitter. With me, I am joined by my illustrious crew, starting with, she was with us in the beginning, she was with us in the East Blue. She is telling you about yourself, but not in a bad way, telling you about yourself so you can know yourself better and understand yourself better, and most importantly, love yourself better. Asia Chasing Luck Seeker, how's it going? It's going. Hey, everybody. We are also joined by your study buddy, keeping you on track, on task, making sure that you are successful in all the things that you want to do. Wit, how's it going? It is not going okay. <laughs> okay? I'm going to be honest. It is not going that great. We are not okay. The girls are not we all right. It's already. Girls. Alert. <laughs> it's Help. Us. Girls. Already. You cannot get up. Okay, well, let I guess let's just get into it. Asia, I'll start with you. How did you like Saba Odi Archipelago? <laughs> um, I just feel like, you know, I guess I should be thankful that we made it this far without, like, the slavery and racism. You ain't even a lie. I mean, I guess I should be thankful. But it really hurt my feelings. It really hurt because I was not expecting it. Obviously, it makes sense for the kind of world that we're in. But I was like, wow, imperialism. Imagine. This is, again, why I balk at people that say anime isn't political. Even One Piece as cartoony. And One Piece is cartoony by design. It, it, it looks cartoony by design. It does not have that hyper-realism that Attack on Titan has or Jujutsu Kaisen has. It looks like a cartoon. It is very heavily dipped in Oda's personal politics. And with Saba Odi, we get our first real taste of fantastic racism. And normally I hate the concept of fantastic racism using other species as a stand-in for racism. But the way it's done here, they're not saying fishmen are a surrogate for black people. They're actually treating fishmen as a separate species and like there's racism attached to that. It's like, no, they're valuable for their entertainment value. They're valuable for what they can do as labor. And we just don't like them niggas. It's like, oh, you put thought into this. You're not just doing beyond human Detroit two souls where robots are black people. It's no, these are fishmen and this is how this world reacts to fishmen. You can draw the allegory to white people's racism in the real world but it's not as on the nose as having the fishman quote martin luther king i'm sorry i hate beyond souls detroit like they had the android quote martin luther king i was like i hate this game so much i hate david cage so much but i'm not here to talk about things i hate i'm here to talk about things that i love wait what did you think about the archipelago the archipelago no no how you pronounce the first part of this I, I think it's Saba Odi. All right. It's I was not saying Saba Odi Archipelago. It's Saba Odi Acnologia. And y'all know what that means. For those of you that have not read Fairy Tale, there's a moment. It, it's not a spoiler. It, fairy Tale's a decade old at this point. Wow, Fairy Tale's a decade old at this point. Wow, the, yeah. 
there's a moment in fairy tale where a dragon shows up and nukes the island, like literally just shows up and nukes the island with everybody on it. And it's like, okay, cool. Everybody's dead. Time skip. Here's a new child. It's like, wait, what? Literally dropped the whole series. And once, once again, one piece played with my emotions and I dropped the book. I have not touched any pages after this chapter, which is crazy because it was a sign. Okay. It was a sign that these arcs, that's how you know the arcs are doing well by themselves because I stopped directly where the arc ended unintentionally, but because this shit went down and I was not here for it. Yeah. Uh, two things that I want to pick up on that we actually forgot to pick up on in Thriller Bark, but it, it's a nice little segue. As they're leaving Thriller Bark, we learn, we knew that the, we, we learned what the Viva cards actually are. Ace gave Luffy a card when they're on Alabasta. Nami gets another card from Lola. They formed a friendship on Thriller Bark. And she says, Lola says, my mother is one of the greatest pirates. I've, my mother is the greatest pirate I've ever met. Here, if you're ever in trouble, this card will send you to my mom. And Luffy's like, oh, hey, I have one of those papers too. And it's not a full piece of paper. It's burning out. We learn that Ace has been sent to the prison impelled down. Blackbeard defeated Ace and handed him over to the world government. He a snitch for real? Yeah, that was his plan. That was his plan. He was going to snitch on Luffy and Zoro, and now he snitched on his brother. So, we open. I like the way this arc opens, because they're saying, hey, the log post is pointing down. Oh, we're going to Fishman Island. Awesome, we're going to Fishman Island. Why do we know Fishman Island? Oh, right, Asia's favorite arc, Arlong. I'm sure there's going to be some great callbacks to Arlong mm-hmm. and Fishman Island. Oh, mm-hmm. Why wait to Fishman Island? Let's do those yeah. callbacks now. I did I did love before the art kicks off, just everyone at the red line and them all just reflecting about where they were before and where they are now. That was yeah. just a great panel. And we also get to see the scale of the the red line is huge. It is not mm-hmm. something that huge. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not just something you can climb up. So Again, Oda does scale really well. We meet our first mermaid, Kaimi. Yes. And her starfish. Well, that's not her starfish. They're friends. You know. And we get our first call back to Arlong. I also love the, the scene of Sanji and Usopp erasing the memory of Kokoro from their minds. It's like, you're the first mermaid we've met. It's like, no, you met Kokoro. She's mm-hmm. the first mermaid we've met i was like damn cold world so rude so rude but kai was like yo i'm out here i'm trying to sell some uh some some fritters with my boy but he got captured help us out and they're like wait a second your homeboy looks mad familiar and i forget is it luffy or zoro that asked Hotchin how Arlong is doing. And this dummy says, oh, he's still in jail. And they're like, nah, we, nope, turn it around. We're not saving him. Nah, it's not happening. Damn. <laughs> and I love the fact that they changed their mind because Kaim was like, oh, those freighters were really good too. And Luffy's like, I mean, she's offering food, guys. I feel like we could 
help her out if it means free food. Not because it's the right thing to do. Listen. Never, it's never because it's the right thing to do. If we're going to be honest. So I was, I was cracking up at that. The flying fish riders aren't a threat. It's really, this is really just a vehicle to showcase what the straw hats can do, but specifically what Brooke can do. We got a little taste of it, but now we actually see. Yeah, he fights with a sword, but he's radically different from Zoro. He fights with music. Mm-hmm. So cool. Yes. Yeah, Brooke and is. And like, he's the, he's the musician. Like, you wouldn't think of it any other way. It's kind of the whole thing like, he's the chef, so he doesn't fight with his hands. Or when he does fight with his hands, he's fighting with kitchen knives. Like, yeah. everything's like, a natural so extension, cool. yeah, of who they are. And yeah. I really do appreciate that. And then we get to the leader of the Flying Fish Riders, who hates Black Leg Sanji. We don't know why he hates Sanji. When I was reading this week to week, I thought Duval was Krieg. I thought Krieg had made it back to the Grand Line to get revenge on Sanji. Then I thought about it. He wouldn't hate Sanji. He would hate Luffy. So no, who is this dude that hates Sanji? When that mask came off, I cried, I cried, I cried. His face, him having the face that they scribbled on for Sanji's bounty poster, that was hilarious. He's like, they think that I'm you. And I'm like, oh, this is hilarious. I thought it was funny that Sanji didn't get his picture taken. I thought that was funny enough. Because his whole thing is, I'm so handsome. Everyone's going to love me. Nope, ugly picture. Now this ugly dude. (laughs) Is a thing. (laughs) He's real. The anime has a great moment. This is one of the few moments where the dub outshines the sub. His laughter, it just sounds like they told him for the first time what happened. He's just like, he is cracking up. Like, oh my God, this is so funny. Like, he he starts choking in the middle of his laughing. And so, okay, we rearranged Duval's face. He's handsome Duval now. The flying fish riders are cool with the straw hats. That was a, that was, that was a cool little break. That was a nice little comedic break. We needed that after Thriller Bark. And then the comedy stops. We get to the archipelago. I want to start with the celestial dragons. So, okay. Remember how you asked the question why nobody lives on the red line? <coughs> the celestial dragons literally live above everybody else. Nobody else can live there. In the holy land of Marijuana on the red line. Oof. <laughs> the celestial <laughs> dragons are the nobles of this world they do not breathe the air that you breathe the head asses they do not walk they don't walk the ground you walk on and again going back to the the fishman racism allegory all the slaves aren't fishmen they're actual slave slaves I think that adds to it right like it's not just oh we oppress the fishmen see just like we oppress black people no we're oppressing fishmen and we're oppressing other humans everybody's getting oppressed we're making slaves of pirates we're making slaves of people the celestial dragon walks up on a dude and says I like your wife she's my wife now and when he tries to protest he shoots him and says now nah, I don't think you understand how this works playboy 
I said, your wife is my wife now. And we found out that that dude had 13 wives and what the first five starved because he forgot to feed them. Mm-hmm. Because they're beneath him, I hate it here. Mm-hmm. He doesn't walk on the ground. His slave, human slave, has to carry him. I just... It's like they took a collection of the worst traits of humanity and made them into a people. And not even a human people. Like, the celestial dragons are the absolute worst. There are no redeeming qualities about them. When they show up, you have to bow your head because you cannot look them in the eye. I... And how do they get away with all of this? To offend one. Not even strike one. To offend one. Draws down a Navy admiral. Fascist, like, fascism. So much stress. I love that scene with Zora where he sees the celestial dragon. Everyone else is bowing their heads, but Zora's like, what are y'all doing? And he's about to cut the dude down, but he gets saved. He's like, yo, if you had done that, you'd have fucked it up for all of us. So, Asia, I'll start with you. What did you think of the Celestial just the Celestial Dragons as a concept of what they add to the story? I like the concept because I like that it gives you... I hate to put it this way, but you know I like a little bit of chaos. I like that it gives you something else to worry about. So we're starting to see the the hierarchy of power continue to shift. Because every time we think we know how everything works around here, we meet a god or <laughs> we meet celestial dragons and mermaids. And I do appreciate that we are sort of expanding with the world as the writing does versus us being just like offhandedly like told about these things so i really do enjoy it i mean they're terrible but i do enjoy their existence i like having that extra dimension of like something to worry about or something to consider within like the politics and of course the psychology of the world and like just the things that you have to deal with in general because who would have thought dragons right now like we've been through so much yeah and, and not only do they give us a, give us something else to worry about i appreciate that oda doesn't even bother giving them an excuse of why they're the way they are they're the worst because they're the worst point blank literally just ugly to be ugly mm -hmm. at this point uh what, what what were your thoughts about the the celestial dragons well my first thought was who the fuck <laughs> fuck do these people think they are but then my second concern was so you're protected quote unquote by the government so the government is aware of alien people mm -hmm. so the government is aware of who's hovering over the red line and y'all are connected because question oh. mark question mark oh no 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 they're not connected. They work for the Celestial Dragons. They exist to uphold the rule of the Celestial Dragons. This is what the world government is. All of the kings pay tribute for the reverie, kick up to the Celestial Dragons. It's a pyramid scheme. 
All the kings collect taxes from their people. They give a portion of that to the world government. The world government gives that to the celestial dragons. This is the government, baby. This is how it works. Mm -hmm. This is by design. And I think that's the, the other thing that's, I think, starting to feel like so much more insidious and why like reading this arc just kind of it was like a drop of emotion because it's like these aren't happenstance things like no folks are aware like the government is aware but you're not you have no idea what you're walking into unless you've encountered it before mm-hmm like you said, it's insidious. You brought up. The, mm -hmm. So remember when you asked about the trains, why the, why mm -hmm. the trains don't connect people? The trains on Is a vehicle. Because... No, go ahead. You're about to get it. No, no, no. Go, 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 go. The trains aren't a vehicle to connect people. The trains are just a vehicle to for the dragons to collect tribute. That's it. Oh, shit. That that's sense. why that's why nothing goes up to the red line i don't want you actually uh, i don't want you pores in my air not the pores not the pores <laughs> <laughs> but for real though i see it yeah like it. Mm -hmm. all the entire government exists to protect and fatten the celestial dragons that's it that's why they're here oh lord but why because <laughs> no, okay. that's not an answer. Yeah, he, he hit that because so hard. Like he that, was, that was a hard because. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? You know so what? The the fact that these guys showed up, and because they are in cahoots with the government, makes the little elite four that we got make more sense. Mm -hmm, it does. <laughs> All right, seems, elite four. Piracy seems pretty appealing now, doesn't it? <laughs> and do. Like. I love Saba Odi as an art. It's only 23 chapters, but I love it because it contextualizes so much from the beginning. From Arlong's hatred of humans. When Hachin said, hey, did you notice how Saba Odi Park looks just like Arlong Park? Because Arlong built it to make it look like the place that he would never be allowed into. Ugh. I'm like, not y'all trying to make Arlong sympathetic. And did. I'm, he was like, he was like, look, Nami, I don't expect you to forgive Arlong. She's like, good, because I'm not going to. I haven't even forgiven you if we're keeping it a buck. Right. You can just put us in contact with someone that can get us to Fishman Island. So alliance of convenience. But I, I love that Nami said she hadn't forgiven Hotchin. I love it. I love it. Mm -hmm. I love it. A lesser show would have said she forgives Hodge. She's like, nah, I don't forgive this nigga. No. Like, no, absolutely not. This nigga and his crew killed my not. moms. No. <laughs> also, like, are you even sorry for real? Like, you're not. Oh, no, of course not. Oh, like, of course I'm not going. Like, I don't feel no type of way. Like, you're lucky it's not an on site situation for you. Right. Because we are not, we are not as unlearned as we were in Arlong. Like, we will dust you. Like, what's up? Literally, like, it's just how, like, when we went to, um, honestly, it's been multiple places we went to, but, like, when we would show up places, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, but no, we're gonna take the treasure, too, because, like, we're still pirates. Like, fuck y'all. <laughs> like, yeah, we did what we, we did, you know, a little help help here, help help there, but y'all still gonna give us food, and we're gonna take money and leave. 
Luffy has or we're gonna steal plot. some shit because we can because we're pirates. I think it's Skypea. Luffy has a great line. I'm not a hero. A hero has to share his meat. A pirate takes the meat. I'm a pirate. Is is that when they were going to the boat and they were like, uh, when because they were making the justification of like, oh well, this is the boat they gave you, and it's like we're pirates. We can literally just take any of these ships for real, for real. We don't have to ask. And they were like, oh yeah, that's true. I want to say like that gentle reminder that these are not good people. (laughs) They are just people that happen to coincide with some, you know, good circumstances at the time. Compared to the the power structure of the world, they look pretty nice by comparison. Uh, well, yeah, because everybody else ain't shit, but that's different. Exactly. So I I appreciated the just the Kaimi having to hide the fact that she's a mermaid because fishmen aren't welcome on the surface, and also because there's kind of a slave trade happening. I don't know if you guys. Yeah, just a smidge of slavery, just just a pinch, a little tad. Ugh. So, so did y'all catch who was running the slave trade? It, it's a blink and you miss it moment. The insignia on the slave trade is Doflamingo's insignia. Is it? A, war, a warlord of the sea is running a slave trade. Which Not, I mean, am I surprised? No. Is that how the, he became warlord? Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. Is that like, why his bounty so, so high? Good. He's yeah, did he fucking so selling good? people? I can they, confirm they this. They no, don't even care. Because they know. You know how I know they yeah. know? A celestial dragon showed up to the auction house to buy a slave. Yes, they not only do they know I'm Dude, not only aware, I'm yeah. the number one customer. <laughs> Literally participating. Yeah. He's like, got any new slaves? Like, what's up? What y'all got in here? So, I will confirm, the slave trade happened after he became a warlord. Okay, so they're fully That's even more concerning. It's really not, though, when you consider, like, how the world government is moving. Because Mm -hmm. the way that it's moving, it's like the mafia. They want to control the crime or at least be adjacent to the crime so that they have an in. Whether it be to the power in or just like the pot in. Because again, where is the world government getting money to pay these bounties off of? From the taxes they collect from the people and the king. Wapple is a king. They understand what Wapple is doing is terrible. Wapple mm-hmm. brings that check on the first and the fifteenth every month, doesn't he? They suddenly I do not see. Suddenly I cannot read. <laughs> Like, that's that's how the world government is moving. So the fact that Homie is, you know, giving slave trader, that's on that's on par. Like, I wouldn't be surprised at as the story goes on, if we continue to see these kinds of like mafia type escalations, because the point is control and they're trying to control the quote unquote, like underworld. Yeah. Controlling the good doesn't it's it doesn't do anything like they don't care about that They want to make sure that the people who can affect them are criminalized So they're gonna use the bounty system and they're going to do shit like what they did to Robin But when it comes to the actual like criminal activity They're they're with all the shits again as Justin said as long as the check clear crazy that the the celestial dragon people will stay on the red line. Why would they choose there 
if it's so far below, why would they not stay in the sky with the sky people? Because there's oh. more sky islands. It's uh, not just Skypea. Answer to that question, ease of access. Yeah, they don't, they're not trying to work. Yeah. But and then if you notice the red line is that that's the solid space where if you were going to cross by land, that would be the easiest because you come down and then you end up having to go through the grand line anyway. They would right. make a toll road out of that. Like, yes, pay, pay the toll. If you want to cross the red line, I'll let you to the other side. But then everybody That'll be know. X billion berries. But then everybody would know they don't want the poorest to know. Like they exactly. want to maintain that level of control to where the world government is just an extension of their desire. They don't True. actually want to interact and deal with not it's not even just the humans, but like all of the other yeah, because there are gods there. There are there are other things to deal with. And the more they encounter people with like devil fruit and stuff like that it's going to cause conflict because some smart ass is going to be like yeah let's team up like voltron and kill the celestials they don't want anything to disturb their comfort for real like they're trying to be comfortable but too bad the elite four has already low-key mm -hmm. been assembled they just are not acting yeah they're not acting because they don't have a reason to mm -hmm. but here here's my other thing is that if they're so worried about what's going on on One Piece world, they must be some real ancient people from where they come from to still be down here with the peasants because it makes you feel higher power. Yeah. Well, we, we learned that they're descended from the 20 kings who formed the world government. So they, they are the 20 kings. They're so high and mighty. These are our nobles. These are our ideals. This is what we strive to. And we don't want to... We... So the dragons made the world government. Yeah, the celestial dragons, their ancestors made the world government. Not even them. Their ancestors. So it's not like even they're so great. They're just fat. I shouldn't say that. They're just spoiled, lazy parasites that have the protection of a superpowered military <laughs> but see here's the thing yeah your superpowered military is only as good as one of the elite four so literally your power means nothing to all of them so but why has no one gone after them but that's why the the access to information don't nobody know that the the thing all the these Emperor people here well, the thing with the emperors, they're too busy fighting themselves. Mm -hmm. For now. Right. Yeah, they need Again, a, a reason to unite. That's why they That's why they got scared shitless when Shanks was pulling up the white, but they're like, I'm sorry, what? No. It's not... Like, it, but my thing is, like, it's not even you, them fighting each other. They could just be not doing anything, and one of them could roll up here, mess stuff up, Enough that the world government would try and attack, probably lose all of their forces in the process. Asking the correct questions. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it doesn't make any sense why these people are still out here flourishing if one dude could roll up and fuck up everything. Well, so and the, other, leave. the other thing is so let's take Kaido, just pulling one out of thin air. If Kaido leaves to attack the world government, Big Mom will take Kaido's territory. 
So you're worried about territory when there is a government you could overthrow? Why do they care about the government? Government leaves yeah, them alone in the new that. world. They're, they're left alone in the new world. Bruh. That's the wild, wild west. Navy headquarters. But this is the potential to be the wild, wild, wild west. Man, if I could go and cause chaos, especially if you're bored, they gotta be bored out there, bro. <laughs> Y'all ain't got shit to what do. What is like, they not shooting in the summertime. I don't I'm like it. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's Friday. Y'all ain't got shit to do. Y'all ain't got no job. You need to roll up on the government one time for the one time. Cause some chaos. Roll up on this. Not even roll up on the government. Roll up on the celestial dragons. Roll up here. Mess some stuff up. Force the government to come out here. And you can either dip or you can wreck shot. Put a pin in that. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm here saying <laughs> wait and see. Because it is Man, a I very delicate balance. But <sighs> someone who doesn't care about balance could mess that up. They, and that's what I'm saying. Like It doesn't make any... Where the fuck is Shanks? This man has been right. out here hiding on islands. We've seen him at the same island twice. But that's the thing, though, like for, for people like Shanks, right? And for people like Ace, we don't know what they know about like this, too. And we don't Other know places, how yeah. that factors into their motivations because Shanks could be chilling because he sees the potential for what Luffy and co are doing. Mm. So that's the other part. Like we're right now, we're only experiencing the straw hats coming into this knowledge we have no real idea because everything is so segmented but we know that the we know that the people who are experienced have been in and out of the grand line so they know more but i'm also not under the illusion that just because we're learning some more that we're ever getting like the full picture not with so many more chapters left not with the kind of writer oda is but the thing justin said too about them fighting each other Black or Whitebeard literally sent Ace after Blackbeard for killing one guy. Yeah, but you don't think that's partially by design too? Like you don't feel like the world government would be trying to influence that to make sure that people are fighting each other. They're worried about the bounties. They're worried about being on the run so that they're not focused enough on the macro of the. Of well, the yeah, that's that's again yeah. with them. Like we were saying the last time with them funneling everybody into the Grand Line. But die, my yeah. thing is, my thing is. Blackbeard or Whitebeard was worried about one of his guys getting taken out, which means they can't be constantly fighting each other if no one's dying. If he had time to send Ace to go get this one guy, you know what I mean? That was a very specific thing, though. That was a member of my crew killed another member of my crew. Yeah. Wait, Blackbeard was a part of his crew? Yeah. Oh. Sorry, you weren't with us with Jaya. Yeah, Blackbeard Blackbeard was was a member of Whitebeard's crew. He Mm -hmm. hid on Whitebeard's crew for about 10 years. No, yeah, I did know that. Yep, he hid in Whitebeard's crew for about 10 years because he said, look, here's my plan to be King of the Pirates. Step one, hide under the shadow of the world's strongest man, Whitebeard. Step two, find the dark, dark fruit. Step three, become a warlord of the sea. Step four, question marks. Step five, king of the pirates. Blackbeard is sinister. Listen, all I'm saying is one Elite Four better roll up on these little dragon people. Fuck shit up. That's all I'm saying. If you're bored, if you got a day off, 
Okay? I know one of y'all got a day off. I mean, so we're, we're jumping around a little bit, but I feel like we can what? bring this up now. Oh, wait. No, go ahead. Because remember when Doflamingo calls the slave house and he's like, yeah, you can have the slave house, Disco. That's, I got bigger things to worry about. The seven warlords versus the white beard pirates. They published in the newspaper, because remember, they control the news, that they have Ace. So what is Whitebeard going to do knowing yeah, that you have react. Ace? Yeah. He's going to react. <laughs> so, hey. He's going to come over there. Yeah, see what's going on. You might get your wish because Whitebeard is about to roll up to get his son back. Mm-hmm. And I was just I was just about to say, I that paper that old girl gave at uh, from Thriller Bark, that little paper Hard, that was like, yeah. oh, yeah, you know, leaves this little paper, get to my mama. And we Where saw Ace's, it leads to her mom, the greatest pirate and that then, she knows. And then Luffy got a little paper, lead him to Ace. And mm. Luffy's paper was burning out and almost gone. Because when that Viva card disappears, that person is dead. It is tied to your life. So all we know is that Ace is down bad. But how did you actually activate the paper to go to that person? Is it like uh, a compass? Is it a teleportation? Uh, is it like a... It's kind of like a compass. Like you put it on the ground and it'll start moving towards the direction that they are. Mm, gotcha, 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 gotcha. So if you have someone like Anami on your side, it's effectively a yeah. compass. Yeah. Okay. So. so it would even take them a while just to get to where they needed to go. Yeah, because there's they don't have a real frame of reference for where they're just getting directional. Exactly. Well, unless unless the newspaper is like, yeah, we locked him up in jail. <laughs> and then they well, know exactly where he is. Whitebeard knows exactly where the jail is because yeah. Whitebeard is a learned man. He knows, oh, yeah. he's an impel down. I even think the newspaper says he's an impel down, but... Yep, the prison that they were going to take Robin to. Yep, we got Ace chilling there. Mm-hmm. So, wh- I don't like it. You you might get your wish, you know, seeing what happens when a warlord rolls up on the government. And we know that Marine Headquarters is smack dab on top of the red line, right under, right above Saba Odi Archipelago. Before we get into that, I did want to touch on the supernovas, the 11 supernovas. Fun fact about Saba Odi. They were not part of Oda's original plan. Like when he was actually mapping out what this arc would be, the supernovas were not a part of that. He took it to his editor and his editor said, hey, this arc feels a little light. I feel like you need to put some more stuff in it. Oda says, say less. And pulls out nine brand new character designs and says, here, how about this? A mess. No one should be that talented. Really? It's, it's low-key disgusting. <laughs> like, like what's it shouldn't problem? be allowed. Yeah, and so he, the... The 11 supernovas are rookie pirates that all have bounties over 100 million berries. So we've got Luffy, we've got Zoro. Um, I'm not going to go through all of them, but I am going to highlight my favorite, which is Law. Law Law's design is so... He's so cool! (laughs) He's so cool! This might be the best looking character Oda has ever designed. Like, Trafalgar Trafalgar Water Law is so cool. He is so cool. And he's got the sword and the hat and he has a bear on his crew. Mans has a bear on his crew. Uh, the other one that I'll point out is there is someone with a higher bounty, bounty than Luffy. 
Oh yeah. And we learn that Kid has a higher bounty has a higher bounty than Luffy because Kid kills civilians. Luffy's bounty is a direct result of his actions against the world government. Kid is indiscriminate. He kills everybody. The fact that it's that high just shows how many people. Oh yeah. Like he's he, killed. He is a menace to society. Luffy is a a threat to the world government. Kid is a menace to society. <laughs> I love chaos. I do. So, what did y'all think about the supernovas? I'll start with you, Wit. I'll be honest. <laughs> every time that they showed, like, because it was literally like three or four pages of just like, look at this bounty, look at this bounty, look at this bounty. These people are problems. These people are problems. Mm-hmm. Over and over. And it was like... All right, so like one or two problems, easy. But y'all got a lot. This is a whole lot of people. Mm-hmm. This is a whole lot of people to be causing this much stress to the crew right now that we don't need. And what's worse is that they're not even the main threat right now in this arc. They're just here. They're just it's here. Not- We've been shown something that is going to potentially be a problem later. And I like that. You don't put that much effort into designing characters for them not to have an impact later on. Not mm-hmm. Oda. A lot of people would. But, mm-mm. What about you? What did you think of them? I thought they were all really cool. All I gotta say is Drake! I, um... <laughs> again, it's another situation where, like, character design and, like, just the name and the way that they fit thematically, they're all really so cool looking. I can't really, I, I can, I was gonna say I can't wait. Actually, I can't wait because, you know what, we don't need no more trouble right now. But it's going to be interesting to see, like, how they interact. And it's good to have a baseline for more active, I guess, pirates. Because so far we've we've only really seen the people that we've like narrowly encountered, right? So this is a situation where it's like, okay, now you have eleven people like just back to back versus a maybe like meeting like one or two or whoever you're fighting in that arc, their crew. You know what I'm saying? Like you would get like a little rundown. So this is an interesting way to introduce them. And I am looking forward, but I'm also not looking forward to seeing them. I just need, I just need them to take just like a little, a little break. Just see me in like three to four arcs, please. I can't, I don't got it right now. The last thing I'll say about them, I can't believe I never made the, I, I never made the Drake joke. It was right there. Yeah, Drake. <laughs> yeah. Drake. That's the I literally, as soon as I saw his name, I was like, Drake. And he's such a... Um, He's such a, like, very, I don't know, like, a very quintessential, like, fighter character. Too. Yeah, like, he, he looks like a, like you said, he looks like a fighter pirate. He does, and I really do like that about him. So I feel like the ones that I'm looking forward to actually, like, seeing in action are him, um, the Mad Monk, Rogue. Yeah. the Magician. Because I'm like, what is making them call you the magician? Like, I see, you know, and again, the character themes, like, really fit for the names and how they're presented. So it makes me very curious about how they're going to interact, about how they're going to fight, and about what their motivations are really going to be. Getting back to Drake. Well, it's not really a Drake thing. This is a a law thing. I love his introduction. He just looks at Drake and says, how many people have you killed today? 
you trying to keep the peace, but how many people did you kill today? Literally first yeah. thing he says. Yeah. First thing he says. But Law, Law I so feel cool. like, is one of those characters that's going to... I feel like we're going to see a lot of him. Like, hello? He Law, looks very Sergeant much Death? like a... Um, I'll do it so <laughs> long as it benefits me just with the camera. Yeah, I feel like out of all of them, he's probably going to be the one that we continue to see over and over again, just based on that introduction. Like he's, I feel like he's very quick to switch sides depending on the convenience. Like he, like, I feel like if something were to come up and... They were to be like, oh, you know, this will actually benefit you a little bit more if you do X, Y, Z. And be like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Let me, let but me like his tagline is surgeon of death. Like, is he actually a doctor? Yes. That's not a spoiler. Yes, he's a doctor. Oh, bitch. Okay. Yeah, that's going to be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, we. And he also, he has the highest bounty out of, no. Him and the magician, right? They have aside from that value. guy with the three. Th uh, so it's three it's kid has the highest at three fifteen. Oh yeah, yeah, kid is there. I forgot about kid. It's kid Luffy. I think it's Law after Luffy. No, it's Hawkins. Hawkins. Hawkins, is Hawkins yeah. had a higher bounty than Law. Wow. Yeah. Yes, Hawkins is two forty nine, and Law yeah. is two hundred. Yeah. Yep. So Ooh. they're the top. They're the they're the top uh, four, really. Nice. Factor and Luffy. Yeah. But Law is able to be that high of a have that high of a bounty being a doctor. That's what concerns me. <laughs> well, I mean, as we see later on, he's also real with steel. Like. <laughs> yeah. He bought that action. So about it. the the climax of this arc is while the crew is looking for someone to coat their ship so they can go under the red line because yo how are we gonna get over there oh no we're just gonna go under the red line to Fishman Island which is underwater. Kaimi gets kidnapped. She's at the human auction house. The slave collars are bombs that detonate if you try to escape. They put the collar on Kami. It's a hopeless situation. Nami is prepared to offer up all the money they have in the world to get their friend back. And a celestial dragon rolls up and says, oh yeah, I'll buy that for 500 million. My chest sank. Need to hear. I was like, what? Wait, Nami so giving up money, first of all. That should have let y'all know from the jump. And then it not even mattering. Because that dude just said 500 million. I she just... will give up her life before money. When they were at Thriller Bark, that bitch said, I will not step foot on the island. They said gold. She said where? They were already in the mini boat going towards the <laughs> island. <laughs> one thing about one thing about it. Now we're going to get to the money. She will find a way. Mm -hmm. No trip is wasted. She will try to explore the avenue that gets her to a bag before she gets back on that boat. And to see her willing to put that on the line for her friend because mm -hmm. she understands the power dynamics of this world and for it to not even matter. Like, just disrespectful. Mm -hmm. Like, they're just out here being petty to be petty. They're just yeah. ugly just to be ugly. It makes no sense. What reason do you have to be here other and than you want to feel better about yourself? 
so Luffy shows up to the auction house. Everybody has already got the lecture about don't mess with the celestial dragons. Luffy, being Luffy, is like, okay, cool, I'm going to save Kaimi. Hachin takes a bullet for Luffy. And we hear Hachin's like, yo, honestly, I'm trying to do this because I know I fucked up with Nami. I'm trying to do right by Nami. What I did was fucked up. I'm trying to do right by Nami. Don't nobody care, bro. Please die. And as he's bleeding out, Luffy's like, all right, cool. That is the most satisfying punch in the entire series. Mm-hmm. He, in the anime, he punches the color out of that man. Yes, like, we love it, to see. It goes, like, it's a color, it's in color, then he punches him, the color leaves on contact. <laughs> he deserved it. He and after he punched him, it's like, cool, an admiral's gonna show up. They get out of the auction like, house. They 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 save Kaimi. But before they save Kaimi, we see that the old man, the shipping, uh, the ship coding guy, is actually Silver's Raleigh, or Silver's Rayleigh, the first mate of Gold Roger. And he has the same ability that Shanks has. When Shanks walked on Whitebeard's ship and everybody passed out, Rayleigh also has that power. So we know it's not a devil fruit because two of the same devil fruit can't exist. But it could have been one of those trained things. Like those people that we met at the place that were running in the air and they had the little chop chop. What do they call them? What were they? Uh, the, 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 the six C- CP9, the, the six powers. Yeah, CP9 people. It does appear to be an ability that possibly can be learned. So... But they escape the auction house and we get to see Kid Luffy and Law fight their way out of the auction house. Again, Law is my favorite and he has what might be one of the coolest powers. I can create a space. I control whatever happens in this space. I can cut you up, rearrange your body parts, I can cut your head off and put a cannonball where your body's supposed to be and blow that up and your head's still intact and talking. I'm like, yo, what does he do? Oh, he controls that space. Whatever he wants to happen in that space will happen. He can move things around. He can rearrange them. And he's got a sword so he can cut shit up. Oh, surgeon of death. This is what you've been doing. Oh, no. Oh, yes. I love it. He's a problem. <laughs> and I love him. He's definitely one of my favorites coming out of this arc for like new people. Yeah, like definitely, me. definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. Uh, we also have Kid's power, which he's basically Magneto. He can, he can mm-hmm. well, he's not Magneto. Magneto's way strong, but he can control, he can attract and repel metal. Which, pretty handy. You know, not the versatility of law, but just raw destructive power. Yeah, I can see that being a problem. Yeah, he's definitely more of a brawler type. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. And I love how they're all like, yeah, Straw Hat, you have the weirdest powers here. And I love the moment that the three of them have where Luffy, being Luffy, says, you know, I'm going to be king of the pirates. And Kid says, he looks at his first mate, Killer, and says, look, anyone on our journey that laughed at me when I said that we killed them all. I respect this kid, 
we're enemies because we're vying for the same thing. Let's meet again in the new world. And I think now we're really going to start seeing people trying to vie for the top because you, if you want to be at the top, you got to get at least this far. Yeah. All so, the people that Luffy has been in contact with that know that, they're just like, bet, I'll see you when I see you. Yeah. And by or the time that I see you, you'll, you'll be where you need to be at. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to mess with you until then because you need right. to get there first. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we can't have a conversation. Right, because you don't even know what you don't know. Exactly. Because, like, exactly. look at how much they literally just found out in the past two, like, arcs about, like, the way that the world... In this one, shoot, about the way that the world works. So it's like, you have to factor in all of these things, and you still have to be better at fighting. Because <laughs> it's like, they they keep finding out, oh, wait, it's not really them, it's these people. So at mm-hmm. first it was like, Oh, dang, the Navy's after the pirates. Just kidding. It's actually the world government after the pirates. Mm-hmm. World government's after the pirates. Just kidding. It's actually now the dragons after the pirates. Mm-hmm. After the, not even just after the pirates, after control of the lesser people as a whole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how do the dragons maintain this control? Well, we see an admiral in action. Kizaru, Borsalino. I love his introduction, him coming in on a cannonball. Him asking, is it, he asked Drake, have you ever been kicked at the speed of light? <laughs> but here, right? Okay, they're like, mm, yes, look at our admirals, boohoo, but nobody's out here saying we lost an admiral, we need to go get another one. They lost a warlord and they're like, we need to go get another one. And those people mean nothing to the Elite Four. So I'm really confused (laughs) at the the hierarchy. The Warlord thing was, if word got out that a regular degular pirate beat a Warlord, it would make other people think that they can take out Warlords too. And they're like, oh no, it can't be this. Like, it, 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 it can't be this. That's why they lied about what happened with Crocodile. They said, our brave major smoker busted up an illegal crime operation that we had no idea was happening under our noses but see that's the other thing smoker snitched well, yeah it just he didn't snitched. matter it just he didn't matter and was like i yeah i didn't do that shit or who somebody else had told him too they were like yeah he didn't do that it was actually oh, no. smoker and smoker's crew said that didn't happen but the government controls the newspaper the newspaper so said what matter. happened exactly mm-hmm. i hate <laughs> <laughs> this, this this is corruption, man. And so it we is. we see Kizaru and we see him just run through the supernovas one by one by one. And we do get to see I still don't know what Hawkins' ability is. It it's he could turn into straw, but he can also bind his life to someone else's and there's voodoo involved. Well not voodoo. There's I don't know how you what is oh, and I yeah. I will lean on you. What is the type of magic where I have bound someone's essence to a doll? What is that magic called? Where it's like, whatever, not whatever I do to the doll right, happens to the It's usually like totem type magic, but I don't know like what's a clean way to say that. Yeah. Like the... And Maybe the his zi- ability is like binding. Maybe he's yeah. got like a binding... Yeah. Because mm-hmm. yeah, there's so many different ways that can be expressed. 
Right. Like, mm. in, in the zeitgeist, it's called voodoo, but I know that that's not voodoo. Yeah, that's 100%. <laughs> that is 100% not voodoo. Um, yeah, at all. But we, we we get their their inference, I guess we do. Right. But I don't even think that he was going for a voodoo reference here because it, it, whatever, I, it's weird as shit. It's it's fun to look at. Like it, it is mm-hmm. it is creatively drawn. It's a creative power. We're at chapter 1013. We still don't know what the fuck his power is. We just know yeah. it's weird and effective. And Maybe he turns into a monster. Talisman thing. Or like a seal, maybe, that he uses. Sure, whatever. <laughs> LOL, we don't know. Okay. Like, he, when he shows up again, we're just like, oh, yeah, you can do this, can't you? Yes, I can. Okay. How do we deal with that? You don't. Okay, cool. Great talk. Great talk. Um, We got dinosaurs. I didn't, it hadn't occurred to me that dinosaurs were a thing. Really? We saw dinosaurs garden yeah and that's why i'm so ashamed of myself i was like of course it's gonna be dinosaur devil fruit we just came from an island of dinosaurs oh i see what you mean like the possibility of Of the devil fruit fruit expression yeah yeah Yeah. after we saw literal like shark people when i tell (laughs) you my brain is just like yo anything can happen (laughs) anything can happen that's why when the the whole dragons thing I took that on the chin. I was like, yeah, of course. That makes sense. You're right. You got it. <laughs> You're right. I was the one confused. Yeah. I, like, my I'm, apologies. I, I'm <laughs> not about to play with you, Oda. Okay. It's dragons. You got it. You got it, bro. I mean, they got sky people with little antennas. Which, are the sky people related to the dragon people? No. Absolutely not. No. Because they're... Oh, man. Yeah. But so is the- there... There's got to be a listing of all the races... But I don't want to spoil anything for myself. It's the way I have been skillfully avoiding anything oh, One well. Piece because I refuse. Yeah. I refuse. So the typically what the community, the rule in the community is, if the anime hasn't shown it yet, it's a spoiler. Okay. But because the anime is like... Very far out now. Only 50 chapters behind the manga... There's a lot of stuff that people are just like, cool, it's not a spoiler anymore. So I will try to find that list for you of just the different races because you have Skypeans, humans, fishmen. I think that's it, actually. Skypeans, humans, fishmen. Yeah. Uh, well, that they're not like people. I'm talking like sentient things. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. Um, oh, and whatever uh, Beppo the bear is. We got the bear people. And giants. We mm-hmm. have giants. giants. Oh, gi- giants. I, how did I, how yeah. could I forget about giants? But giants. like, do the mermaids count? Wait a second. Hold like, on. Pause, 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 pause. Pause. Where did giants at? I haven't seen a single one since we left Little Garden. They came from an island full of giants, though. And there's yes, half giants. But we've never seen a giants. Uh, the two, th- those were actually giants on Enos No, Lobby. no, no. Island of giants. Community mm. of giants. Yes. Elbaf is out there. Onesie, twosie don't count. We don't no. care about that. Elbaf El is out there. You are absolutely correct. Donde? In the new world. <laughs> no. What? Oh, the way, what? Yeah. They're doing a lot with this new world thing. They're in the you new asked. world. And what? Why is Little yeah. Garden? Wait. Oh, well, they just went there. Yeah. For the battle. 
Because remember, they were just giant pirates that were... Yeah. Which, by the way, a crew of giants, I'd cry. Oh, no. Listen, they think that what's the call it thriller bark the biggest ship? Bitch, the one that carries the, the, the giants will be the biggest ship. Yes. Your tiny baby like ship will mean nothing. Also, did, it, did they ever... Because we've seen now twice where there have been large, just shadows in the background yep and then we mm -hmm. flash forward and they're like yeah okay so we're at the new place bitch when we meet would you mean we're at the new place we just saw a large being that dwarfed the ocean okay it mm -hmm. looked like it was standing in the kiddie pool in the ocean and it never got addressed that is one of the mysteries of the ocean like see with no when that, no what happened in skypea we found out mm -hmm. that it was the light hitting the shandoans Making them look like giants. No, right. this is just one of the mysteries of the ocean. It, I hope we find out one day. What do you mean? <laughs> uh, so Keith, we see we see the power of a navy admiral and why everyone why everyone was so terrified of just one. Again, this is just one admiral. And then Kuma shows up. We're gonna man, Ice Ice Man. Well, also true, but we didn't see Ice Ice Man fight. Seeing Kizuru fight, I'm like, oh. Yeah, y'all would die. <laughs> I want to cover the Raleigh stuff last because he drops a lot of knowledge and one of you was correct. Well, actually, both of you were correct about something you would guess back in Drum Kingdom. Um, but before we get to that, Kuma. So, um, <laughs> that question you wanted to ask about Kuma being a cyborg, we're in, we're in Saba Odi now. You, you can ask that question. So... Can the cyborgs be controlled, and is Kuma being controlled? The pacifista can be controlled. Kuma is not being controlled. How you know? Kuma Who has Kuma has gone against orders every time we've seen him. Wait, what? On okay. Thriller Bark, he was ordered to kill Straw Hat Luffy. Oh yeah, he did not. He did not. He did not. You're right. On Saba Odi, he was ordered to kill the Straw Hats. He did not. Okay, pause then. They should be more worried about these admirals because every single admiral we run into has said, you know what? I know he said do this. But I'm but not going to I'm going to just stand away and be like, oh, no, they got away. And leave. Literally none of them have done what they were supposed to. Well, Kizuru kind of had his hands full at the time. He couldn't stop Kuma from doing the thing. He was kind okay, of Okay, what about Ice Ice Man? Oh, he yeah, just Ice Ice Man. He, he didn't have it. All right, what about Smoker? Smoker don't care. Smoke? Yes. Nobody cared. None of them cared. None of them cared. Because so, I don't feel like they really did see, like, Luffy in those, like, early arcs. Luffy is just some kid. Like, yeah. they're like, yeah, you're sending me here to kill him. But, like, then they literally get there and it's a bunch of kids on a boat. Like, they're just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I mean, okay. it was kids on the boat until he had Crocodile. Sure was. Yeah, and, and then, then still did not follow orders. But that's when I feel like with after Crocodile is when things started to change a little bit. Yeah. Do you but think like the before Admiral's then talk? it wasn't it wasn't anything like that. I'm sure they like do. they got a they, you think they got a group chat they be talking? They gotta have a, a hilarious. A yes, they do have a group like not a literal <laughs> group chat, but yes, no, the admirals they talk, they have relationships with each other and other members of the navy. That is going to be that that matters, and that's gonna matter a lot going forward because these because are human I've, beings. 
I feel like the group chat be lit. <laughs> I feel gotta like be. imagine they, the jokes. They, they, they oh gotta my be, god, they gotta be scheming in there, bro. For them to they all do. have that nonchalant, I don't give a fuck attitude. I'm just here to clock in, clock out. But I'm actually using Unless. these resources to look around to do actual justice because we see that the government ain't shit for real, for real. I feel like they're whatever messages they be sending back and forth because they're just collecting data, right? These 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 admirals are getting sent out all over the place and then coming back reconvening. The only way for them to know about what's going on with each other is for them to talk, because the government's not gonna freaking tell them. But also, I guess the other question becomes like, I'm sure like being an admiral isn't all they want to do. Because they know that there's other other aspects of right. power they can hold within the government and outside of it. So maybe the group chat is like, nah, we finna let this shit play out, see what happens. <laughs> I'm trying to take so-and-so's job. Um, I'm up for promotion yeah. <laughs> next month. Because, like, yeah, if, if the straw hats or just for the sake of argument, if anybody were to take out like somebody higher up like then they move up they don't actually have to do anything they don't actually have to fight Luffy has not presented a direct threat to any of the admirals really except um what's his face uh old dude that we thought was dead that wasn't dead oh Um, morgan yeah oh he's oh i forgot he's under the jail so that's the whole thing like Luffy has not, Luffy and crew have not actually gone against or have been an obstacle for the actual admirals. So he doesn't really affect anything that they're doing as far as we know. And he's Garb's grandson. So they kind of cut him yeah, some slack no, on that ain't part no, too. Ain't nobody trying to do all that. Right, like mm-hmm. Al- Alkiji says, oh yeah, I know your granddad. Nah, it's whatever, you're cool. I do feel like it's going to come to a point where they can't ignore Luffy anymore. Like at some point, what he represents and the fleet admiral talks to Garp about this, like, yo, it's always something with your family. Mm-hmm. We can't let this slide. <laughs> so the other thing with Kuma, there's multiple Kumas. They just built multiple cyborgs. Which, like an assembly line? And that's not going to turn into a slave army? Somehow? Okay. Why have multiple ad- admirals when you can just have a bunch of cyborgs? Yeah, just like um, Moira last last freaking art. Like, yep, just make a bunch of zombies. Mindless zombies, yeah. More resilient than zombies. <laughs> Makes more sense that way. So we see what the pacifists are capable of. It took everything the Straw Hats had to take down one. And then they took the one down. And I'm like, okay, cool. This is the part where they get away. Nope. Another one shows up. Then my man. I'm sorry, who, who is responsible for the pacifista? Like, who is doing all this cyborg work? Dr. Vegapunk. Hmm. He's the one that modified Kuma in the first place, and he's the one that made the additional pacifista. So another pacifista shows up. Then Sentamaru shows up. Luffy can't punch Sentamaru for some reason. He tries to punch him, it just bounces off of him like Kuma. And he can actually hurt Luffy physically. Mm-hmm. It's like, yo, that shouldn't be able to happen. 
Then the real Kuma shows up. Then Kizuru shows up. I'm like, yo, it can't get any worse, can it? Can it? <laughs> I wish I could have seen your faces when Kuma wiped the whole crew. I was just, I was undone. Told you, I had to stop. I stopped reading and I found a rom-com and I read that before I went to sleep. Because <laughs> I said, you will not do this to me today. Now that, that was, I was like, yo, he, okay. In my mind, I knew that they couldn't be dead. Right. But the right. emotional, but it was the emotional impact of watching Luffy the whole past saga has been about Luffy wrestling with his desire to save his friends and not being strong enough to. It finally caught up to him today. He couldn't save anybody. It hurt. It's not the fact that, oh no, the Straw Hats are dead. It's the fact that we saw the pain on his face when he said, I couldn't save a single one. That hurt, man. Like, seeing Luffy make gear second as a direct response to his fear and trauma. <laughs> seeing him take down Moria so that none of his friends have to go away. And just seeing all of that amount to piss in the wind against the full might of the world government. Not even the full might, a fraction of the strength of the world government annihilated the straw hats that panel where he just falls to the ground yeah that was the one that was the one where i, I stopped and i literally went and made a drink <laughs> and i just cried <laughs> I was just sitting in front of the panel like why the oh. one that the one that always gets me is nami Mm-hmm. That's the one that always gets calling me. out to him, <laughs> and that's what gets me. That's what gets me. The trauma. I can't uh, do it, man. Also, once again, Nami Stan account. The Kuma shows up. The the fake Kuma shows up. She is there with the thunderbolt. Like, okay, let's get it. It's go time. Mm -hmm. Again, they, she already knows. She knows what time it is. She says we need to act quickly, mm -hmm. otherwise we we can't give them time to react. We do need yeah. to go. We need to go right now. Uh, but I'll, again, it's also brought up before they're all defeated. We can't keep living like this. Yeah. Like it took really all of can. this. It's not sustainable. They really all. cannot. Well, it's I mean, not sustainable. They're not now because. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but okay. it's, it's, it's not cool enough for you to joke about it, sir. <laughs> well, we that's how. But. But theory, okay, theory about what Kuma actually did, right? Because, you know, in, in our head, you know, when you read this the first time when they were first releasing, y'all didn't know how many chapters it was going to be. They really could have been God. We don't know. Mm -hmm. But because we, as viewers now, know that there's chapters to come and we know they're going to come back. And with the way that Kuma rolled up to Thriller Bark the first time, and when he was talking to Wibble Wobble and he was like, don't mess with me, I already know what your power is. When he was like, oh, where do you want to go? And then him moving the pain and fatigue from inside of Luffy 
outside of Luffy and being able to transport that. And then now all of a sudden, all these people disappearing. I feel like he has teleportation ability. I'm so glad I can say that now. Mm-hmm. It's I feel be like something. he's able to capture something and move it to a, another space. Sort of like the card, but in a... Yeah. More instantaneous. Yeah. More like instant transmission. But like so, moving the objects. If his power is rejection, I can reject you from here to there. To there. Exactly. Yeah. So. Not... That is not a far-fetched application of his power. So, I guess the question is now, where is there? And we're going to find that out in the next arc. I'm actually going to tell you the title because I want to stress you out. The next arc is called Impel Down. This is the first time that I did not read ahead a chapter or two after an arc. Me as well. It was done, and I... Mm Mm-hmm. So yep. bef- before we get out of here, though, because Raleigh dropped some bombs on us in one chapter, we find out that he served with Gold with Goldie Roger as his first mate. We find out how Shanks and Buggy know each other. Shanks and Buggy served under Gold Roger, which is why Buggy knew above all else, you do not fuck with Whitebeard. Mm-hmm. That man changed. I fought that man once and it changed my life. He said, no, actually, I want no parts of that. This man saw Gold Roger in his prime, took one look at Whitebeard and said, actually, no, I'm good. And we learned that the the straw hat from Shanks was actually Gold Roger's straw hat. I like that sort of connective tissue. It doesn't matter to Luffy that it was Gold Roger's hat. What matters to Luffy is that it was Shanks' hat. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, which is, oh, we love that. Yeah, I love that. But at the too. same time, right? Because Buggy was there and he knows how not to mess with Whitebeard, right? So then what type of audacity? Because Blackbeard was there too. What type of audacity did he have to be killing somebody on that ship? That if he knew a greater plan. Like none of these things are what audacity. Like you've got to be insane or just very very smart. I, yeah, because I don't feel like any singular action is like we can look at it like that anymore. And arcs like this kind of like prove that where like everything is connected. Like learning about the hat, learning about like who's who was a part of whose crew. Like nothing like the motivations of the people who are experienced within the line and about moving around this world nothing is happenstance that's why i don't believe it just like oh they decided just not to kill luffy like no he's not getting in their way and they there's something else going on with the admirals like now i just feel like everyone yeah, right i wouldn't now. say has an ulterior motive but everybody has their own personal motivations too and the things that they're trying to actualize for themselves Right. Okay, but question though. So Whitebeard right now, Shanks is saying, oh, I need to go meet with Whitebeard. He's on his way to go meet with Whitebeard. Whitebeard just found out that Ace is in Impel Down. So are both of them about to roll up to Impel Down? No, so (laughs) Shanks went to talk to Whitebeard before Luffy got to Impel Down. Okay, so that already happened. That, That was a, air quotes, flashback. That happened like a couple days before Luffy got to Impel Down. 
Okay. So Shanks is like, I gave you my warning. I am falling back. So now Whitebeard is about to roll up to the Navy to get his son back. Cause Whitebeard's thing is all of his crew is like, yo, these are my sons. I love them. They're my crew. They're my guys. Um, I'm gonna get my son back. So understand though Shanks' whole deal because he also wants to make Whitebeard the pirate king. That mm -mm, Shanks' object. We'll get to. We don't know what Shanks wants to do. We know he said that. That was Ace. Ace was the one that said, "I'm going to make." Oh no, Ace said that. That's right. That's right. He was like, "I'm going to make Whitebeard the king," and Blackbeard said, "I mean." You can try that. Yeah. That man's on his last. That that's a dying man yeah, right yeah, there. He's on his way out, yeah. Which so. I mean, man's is plugged up to tubes and whatnot. I. Right. Mm, Lol. They still call him the world's strongest man. They do, for now. So, uh, the other thing I really liked about this, going back to what Asia said at the beginning, you don't know what you you don't know what you don't know until you've lived like until you have a lived experience. Yeah. Robin asked Raleigh, like, "Yo, so you've read the Poneglyphs? Like, tell me about them." And Raleigh was like, "I mean, I could tell you, but you may reach a different conclusion than what we reached. Go out and see the world, learn some things, and then you can ask me. Maybe because I'm old, but like." rereading that i was like yo that's some real shit you, like it really is i can't just give you the answer live like, learn here, learn some yeah, shit you, you can you can sit here and say all you want but until you've seen you've seen it yourself you'll never come to your own conclusion yeah right and but, that's why i feel like that helps unfortunately it continues the accessibility issues but like this a lot of this stuff isn't information that's going to serve like the people that aren't trying to go in a particular direction. Right. And I also appreciate Usopp saying, yo, tell me where the One Piece is. And Luffy's like, Luffy, we finally, he tells us in chapter one what his motivation is. But it wasn't until I read this chapter that I understood what that meant to Luffy. While getting the One Piece matters, it's a symbolic goal. What matters more to Luffy is having the freedom to take an adventure. The freedom yeah. is what matters to Luffy. That's what being King of the Pirates is to Luffy. Raleigh asks him, are you strong enough to conquer the ocean? And Luffy says, I don't want to conquer anything. The King of the Pirates is the one with the most freedom. I don't think it's a stretch to say Luffy is fully aware of the kind of world that he lives in. And he doesn't want to be bound by the air quote laws of the world. When they go rescue Robin and Spandam says, this is your enemy. This is the world. Luffy says uncharacteristically seriously, I know exactly who my enemy is. Enemy is, yeah. Luffy mm -hmm. wanting to be king of the pirates is a direct rejection of the laws of the world. I don't have to bow down to authority. I can be free. Getting that the one is on both sides. It's not just the world government. I don't feel like he's talking about. 
you get it. You get it. Mm-hmm. It's not just the world. I ref- also, he's coming from a legacy. Like, I don't want to do none of that shit. I want to do it my way. Exact. I refuse to bow down to authority in general. I will live mm-hmm. my life the way I want to live my life. I will be free. Ace has that in him, too. When Ace says, what purpose is life if it means bowing down to authority? He says that before Blackbeard beats him. So we're learning, like, Oda's giving us little glimpses into, like, what makes Luffy tick. And the next 100 chapters? You know who hasn't gotten a proper flashback yet? Out of, all the, out of all the straw hats, who hasn't had a proper flashback? No. Okay. No. Are we going to get hers? No, not hers. Who's she the only fr- person? Who's the only person we haven't seen? In two weeks, we will be back with the Impel Down arc. Impel Down is actually two arcs, but they're both like 20 chapters apiece, so we're combining them into one. Amazon Lily, chapters 514 to 524. And then Azkaban, Impel Down, 525 to 549. Enjoy the chaos. We thank you for rocking with us. We'll see you again in two weeks. Don't forget, like them, like their content, follow the content, subscribe to the content, subscribe to their Patreon, subscribe to their Twitch, support them, love them, give them your money because they deserve it and they pull out quality content. And until next time, we're out of here. See you in two weeks.